just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. It'll all get figured out because it all does. I mean, I, I say it all the time, but, you know, Nick Saban in May of 2022 was yelling and screaming about Jimbo Fisher. Six months later, he signed the number one recruiting class in the country. He figured it out. Whatever and, he had to do. He, and Jimbo's so, fired. Like, <laughs> Jimbo's on Jimbo, a porch Jimbo, collecting money. <laughs> I was going to say, and Jimbo will be your guest tomorrow if you hit him up because he's got nothing better to do. This is the ZabeCast. From the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, to the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. You got 30 minutes for some honest conversation about sports, life, and more? Well, good. Buckle up, and Let's go! Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. Thank you for downloading. Well, he's back. For those of you who wanted to have Brad Allen reprimanded and or suspended or even fired terrible news the nfl has pulled a classic waylon smithers on you actually a classic monty burns on you once upon a time when homer simpson complained after monty burns the owner of the power plant said i oh yes i value your feedback yes and homer didn't like the fact that there was apples in the vending machine because ooh, who likes apples Monty Burns instead put all apples in the vending machine. Oh, yes, I put more apples in there for you, Homer, since you like them so much. Brad Allen back on primetime games, not even sat down for the week, not even assigned to a low-level, meaningless game. In fact, he'll be working Saturday night Steelers-Ravens game on ESPN. Once again, back on national TV. Of course, there was that angle to the story. There's also the, yeah, Dan Campbell's kind of a meathead going for it on a two-point conversion from the seven. Like, 
that's not a that's not a good percentage play. Here was Campbell on 97 won the ticket on what I presume is a regular visit once a week to Jim Costa, who does a very good, very professional job of pressing the coach on, well, at what point would it not be smart for you to keep going for a two-pointer to win the game? So after that play, you had said, you told the offense, you're going for two on the final drive if you score. But from the seven, I mean, and looking back, like was there a point of no return where you lay down your sword and kick the extra point? Do you regret at all the decision to go for it from the seven? Yeah, I told, I told our offense... I think I, I said this before, and I, we're going for the win. And we're going to go down, we're going to score, and we're going for two. And, and I wasn't coming off of that. So if it was like 10 or 15, like a holding penalty, you still would have gone for it? No. If we're getting outside the 10, no. Okay, we, that's we, why we I'm asking. We're outside yeah, the yeah. 10 every week, good on good. <laughs> we do it every week. O versus D. Yeah. I, like when, when you got the penalty, you move go it ahead, to go the – Go ahead and say it. Say it, both of you. What? Say it. Say what you want to say. I think from the seven, it's a low percentage play. I think your chances of winning are lower than if you kick the extra point. I would have. I would like you would say it to anybody else. I'm on the radio. Say it like you want to say it. Yeah. I thought it was a reckless decision. Thank you. <laughs> you okay, but you don't regret it. No. No regrets, man. No regrets. Now here's what I would love to know for anyone who may traffic in this kind of stuff is there a centralized database of every down and distance in the nfl over the last five years ten years every team every situation because i would love to be able to go show me the outcomes of every third and goal from the seven or fourth and goal from the seven What's that raw global percentage? All teams, all games, all quarterbacks, all outcomes. That doesn't give you a definitive answer as to whether or not it was high or low risk or at an advantage or not, because overtime is an unknowable thing. It's a black box of you don't know what's going to happen. You do want to try to play the odds whenever possible. I believe there are standard conversion rate charts that say, Okay, fourth and one is this percentage, global percentage of all fourth and ones, and on down the list, you know, fourth and two, three, four, five, and the conversion rates, but there's so many variables. Home and away, leading or trailing, regulation or overtime, whether Mike McCarthy's on the other side or not, because I'd love to keep playing against Mike McCarthy whenever possible. Something tells me he would fuck up overtime. But Dan Campbell is unlike most coaches. I think it was a dumb decision. It probably cost them 15 to 20 percentage points of overall raw probability. And it was made, I think, in the heat of the moment. He also admitted they were trying to deceive Brad Allen, which worked. They did trick him. And then Brad Allen lied. But guess what? The NFL is not going to get in the business of sniping their own referees. Kind of like they're not going to get in the business of sniping their own owners, even guys they know to be raging assholes like David Tepper. Not a peep. Today, uh, all day Tuesday, which is the new Monday, because Monday was a holiday, uh, two days since we saw David Tepper throw a drink on presumably a fan or somebody else. A player, God forbid, he does anything wrong. Like apparently Stefan Diggs was fined for spraying beer in a celebration and they find him for that. Oh, they love stealing money from the players. They're not gonna the owners are not gonna touch another owner, even the ones they know to be certified asshats. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold everything. In the hours since I taped the first part of this podcast on David Tepper until after getting done with our next guest coming up, Aaron Torres, guess what? The NFL did fine. Carolina Panther owner David Tepper. A lot of money. Woo! $300,000. $300,000 for a billionaire. Do you know what that equates to? If you put it into real people's 
average salary terms from Darren Ravel for finding David Tepper $300,000, net worth $20.6 billion. It's the equivalent of finding the average American $1.77. The NFL NFL said all all personnel, including owners, are expected to conduct themselves at all times in ways that respect our fans and favorably reflect on their team in the NFL. Tepper, for his sake, said he regretted his, his actions and then hid himself in the cloak of his passion for the team. I'm very passionate. I love it when scoundrels say, it's not that I'm an asshole. It's just I'm passionate. Kind of like when people at the radio station say, Zabe is a diva. And I say, no, I just have high standards. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, whenever you have somebody who is your guy, whether it's for, you know, HVAC, roofing, or he's a lawyer or a doctor, you're like, I got a guy. I got a guy when it comes to college sports, college football, college basketball. Nobody covers it like my man Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio and, of course, the Aaron Torres podcast. Check it out at Aaron Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S podcast. Thank you for taking time during your busy season to spend 15 minutes with me, my friend. What a night it was, Monday night. Holy shit. It was awesome, man. You know, yeah, I I myself uh, had a a very eventful day. I went to the first half of the Rose Bowl. Um, I actually, I I had to host, I I did host radio at night from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So I had to leave at halftime, caught the second half at home, uh, and then went into studio. And first of all, and I said this on my show this morning, the real MVPs are all the all the people on the East Coast that were up until almost 2 a.m. I mean, we got off air at 2 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. How are you feeling today, bud? You I, okay? I, I definitely took a monster nap, but here's how dumb I am, Aaron. I'm I'm riveted okay. to the end of the game, the Texas Washington game. 
And it dawned on me because I got a notification from some other lunatic who was up at the time on my text window that I had forgotten I had paused it for 10 minutes to put my daughter to bed earlier in the night. <laughs> so I was up 10 minutes needlessly even later than it was because I'm a moron. Oh, my goodness. But I was glad I stayed up. I was glad I stayed up because I was yeah. saying I cannot believe what I'm seeing right here. So, yeah, it, no, was, it was crazy. It was great last night. So you went to the Rose Bowl in person, got back to the FSR studios. Okay, so I don't like to give out too many details of my personal life. I actually live in Pasadena. Um, oh. And so, so I now getting to the Rose Bowl yesterday was about a two hour adventure. But leaving, I left as soon as that kick went up to end the second quarter and I was back on my couch for the second play of the uh, third quarter. Well, How about them apples, baby? Yeah. Well, they- I missed one play. I think it was a, a it was kind of like the last play of the game. I think it was an Alabama run right into the offensive line and there was like 1440 left on the clock in the third quarter. I'm like, "All right, baby." But then I will say I had to be on air at 10 Eastern and if the Michigan Alabama game had gone to a second overtime and I had not left if it had gone to a second overtime I probably would have had to listen from the car or I would have missed the show and gotten in trouble with the bosses. So, right. uh, so it was a great game. I mean, they were both great games, you know, Alabama, Michigan was definitely a little bit, uh, you know, less clean, I guess would be the right way to put it. Right. But two great games saw, you know, literally all but one play of both of them and uh, two instant classics. For sure. Well, the half times were forever and I'm not against marching bands, but gee, they got a pair of their set list down. That's number one. Also, the the spot load, the commercial load, I saw on Reddit, a guy, you know, tracked it, and it's way too heavy. But those are small problems compared to the other things that need to be fixed in college football. That said, two great games, a great championship game teed up. Michigan is minus four and a half. Before we go any further, what's your lean early in the week for the title game? So here's the, the tricky part of, of this, is that two years ago, I picked Georgia in the preseason before it was cool to ever pick Georgia. (laughs) Now it's like if they don't play for the title, it's like the end of the world. I have Georgia fans tweeting me imaginary lines of if they played Washington right now. I'm like, I don't care. You're not playing. You lost to Alabama. Who lost to Michigan? You're not in this tournament. That is go home. That is peak, so anyway, peak college football fan right there. Okay, yeah, I saw this already happen. What if? Just stop it already. It's the only sport that does this. It really is, yes. If the Ravens lose in the divisional round of the playoffs, you're not going to see you know, right. Ravens fans tweeting hypothetical 49ers, you know, whoever. I don't think Chiefs, but let's say hypothetically the Chiefs somehow make another run, which would be very quintessential Patrick Mahomes. Because, you know, if the Ravens lose, then they might actually not have to go on the road again, but that's neither here nor there. But, I mean – if the Ravens lose to the Chiefs, how about this? If the Ravens lose to the Chiefs and then the Chiefs lose to the Dolphins and the Dolphins go to the Super Bowl, Ravens fans aren't tweeting hypothetical. Well, I mean, if no. we played the Dolphins, it's like, but that's not how this works. You right. played, you lost, whatever. So um, as far as this game is concerned, so anyway, two years ago, 2021, I picked George in the preseason. They lose to Bama in the SEC title game. And if you remember, there was a rematch in the national championship and my dumb self, Picked Alabama, said there's no way they lose this game. I say that to say, I picked Michigan in the preseason to win the national championship. I picked them to win Bama. I picked them to beat Bama because I truly believed they were going to beat Bama. Um, But I do think Washington is a uniquely interesting matchup for them because they haven't faced, really, frankly, an NFL quarterback this year. I mean, if if we're really talking about it honestly, um, you know, Kyle McCord, Ohio State, obviously transferred out. Basically, Ryan Day forced him out. Uh, Penn State. Their offense is from the Stone Age, like Barney Rubble. Like it, it's bad. It's bad. Um, yeah, and like Tua's brother. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was gonna say Milro is probably not a Sunday quarterback. Yeah, he's a great. You know, listen, he he was great for what they needed. He definitely got better over the course of the year. But I think there's a difference between him and Michael Penix. So I just bring it up to say they definitely create some unique. Uh, uh, matchups for them, and, and it's the best passing game that they've seen all year. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, I'm not. What I will say is, you ask me for a lean. I think Washington creates matchup problems for Michigan, but I'm not making the same mistake. I'm going down with the Michigan Titanic. I'm not making the same mistake I did two years ago with Georgia 
and picking against right. Michigan this year. Right. Uh, where do these college football rising star coaches like Kalen DeBoer come from, and do they share any common traits coming up the ranks? And do you think schools are getting better at finding them and saying, this guy, this guy knows how to do it? No, I, I, I don't. Um, but what I, what's interesting to me, and, and I, I mentioned this a few weeks ago, is, you know, and I mentioned it last night on Fox Sports Radio Monday night, is that Kalen DeBoer was hired in the same coaching cycle as Lincoln Riley at USC and uh, Brian Kelly at LSU. And we all spilled so much ink. This is These are the greatest moves that have ever been made, blah, 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 this and that. Um, and Caleb Bower is the only one playing for a national championship. And Dan Lanning was a 36-year-old defensive coordinator with zero head coaching experience, and he's gone to Oregon. And I think they are totally on the upward trajectory. Right. So to answer your question, yeah. So to answer your question, I, I really don't think there is any specific rhyme or reason. Um, my just general thought with, with the way college football is going, and we all know the problems. We don't need to spend time talking about the problems on a day like today. But I do think in 2024, where we are now, I do weirdly think younger is better. I I, I think there is a generation of guys that did it for a certain a certain way their entire lives. They've adjusted, but they don't love it, right? right. And I think you look at somebody, yeah, you look at somebody like Dan Lanning. I think just from day one, he's like, I'm 36 years old. I got another 30 years in this. I got to figure out NIL. I got to figure out the portal. This isn't, you know, I got eight years left or five years left and then I'm out. And so, um, you know, Kirby Smart seems to have figured it out, even though we just joked about Georgia. DeBoer is weirdly younger than you think. Like he's like 48, 49, which, you know, he started as a head coach at the the low levels in, in like 2004. So you would have thought he would, he'd be a little bit older, but I just bring it up to say, I, I do think that, you know, the energy needed at, at, in this era where you're basically recruiting 365 days a year, the portal that, you know, two portal cycles, you're basically re-recruiting your entire roster, uh, come players go, whatever. I do lean young, but I, I really don't think there's a rhyme or reason because, again, Lincoln Riley got, you know, Kalen DeBoer got one one thousandth yeah. the pub when he got hired as Lincoln Riley, and here we are now, you know? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the global state of the game, and I somebody asked me, well, what do you think of college football? I said, right now it's a glorious mess. Monday was glorious yeah. in everything about it, yep. but everything that preceded it was a god-awful mess. So let me put you into God mode for a moment, Aaron Torres, and play God to start untangling some of the biggest problems currently in the sport. Well, I think the biggest problem that we've seen over the last couple of weeks is going to be solved next year with the fourteen with the twelve college football playoff. Opt-outs. What's that? Opt-outs. Or no, I mean, just not opt-outs from the bowls, but just more teams in the mix. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, we can wish that it was the way it was 15, 20, 30, 50 years ago, where winning the Rose Bowl when there's no national championship attached to it means everything to play. It doesn't. And that right. sucks. And I hate it. And I grew up on the bowl system, but, but we've evolved. So, you know, I was surprised with the hand wringing and the anger at all the Florida State opt outs that led to a very bad Orange Bowl. Because I just said, you know, and even Kirby Smart said it in the post game. He's like, we have to fix this. It's like, we did fix it. There's 12 teams that are going to be in this thing next year. Nobody that is, we will never again have a situation like Florida State where a power conference champion is left out, where a team that when healthy maybe could win it. Like, we're going to be arguing next year over like Missouri versus whoever, you know, and it's like respect to those schools, great seasons. But if Missouri gets left out, it isn't going to be the anger that we saw right. from Florida State fans this year. So I think that's the biggest one. You know, the portal, NIL, all that stuff. Listen, we have to, we're going to eventually get to a place where I hate to say it, but, you know, football players will be unionized. I think they'll essentially be professional athletes. They'll be under contract. And it sucks. And again, it's not the world that we, we, we want it to be. But that's the only way to slow this thing down because, you know, we tried to put in a one-time transfer because that's what the coaches wanted. Then the coaches' kids aren't getting eligible, so they started complaining. You get lawsuits and this and that, and I'm not a lawyer. I'm not, it's the truth. It, it, but, like, I'm not smart enough to figure out how it all works. But what I am here to say is that, like, you need some sort of, you know, 
governing body, really. The NCA technically is that. But the point I'm trying to make is um, those are issues that will only be solved with unionization, collective bargaining. It's not fun. It's not sexy. It's not what we grew up on. It's not what the casual average college football fan wants to think about. But if you want to slow down the chaos of the portal, if you want to limit NIL where players are basically being poached off your roster left and right, that's where we got to get to. And I think that's the only way that ultimately happens. Yeah, You you have said what I have said, which is the end stop of all of this is a union and a draft which is crazy to say, but the more pro league you make it a mini NFL, the more mini NFL elements are going to come in because people are going to want to have equal or a chance at the equal dispersion of talent coming out of high school. And then you're probably cut the top, you know, you're going to cut the D one ranks in half. The top half will say, we'll compete in this very expensive arms race. The other half will say, we don't need it that bad. And maybe it'll be better mm-hmm. for the players, although I think a lot of them are going to say, this is not as good for me because I don't have freedom of choice. And I, I really just wanted to get an engineering degree while playing some fall. Well, now, and, and that's the one thing I will say. People always ask me, like, how worried are you about NIL? How worried are you about the portal? It's like, it'll all get figured out because it all does. I mean, I, I say it all the time, but, you know, Nick Saban in May of 22, 2022 was yelling and screaming about Jimbo Fisher. Six months later, he signed the number one recruiting class in the country. He figured it out. Whatever and, he had to do. He, and Jimbo's so, fired. Like, <laughs> Jimbo's on Jimbo, a porch collecting Jimbo, money. <laughs> I was going to say, and Jimbo will be your guest tomorrow if you hit him up because he's got nothing better to do. So, But the only thing that I would say is I would like for us to figure out how we get there. Because, you know, listen, I, I live on the West Coast now. I grew up on the East Coast. But I live on the West Coast now to see what happened in the Pac-12 is brutal the ACC is going to get there eventually. Florida State is going to break that thing up, uh, you know, at the detriment of the other however many schools that are in there. And so that's the only thing is I wish whatever the number is, you know, as you said, 48, 30, 60, <laughs> whatever it is, like right. you said, the schools that want to play big boy football and want to spend and want to do whatever, they should play. And then, you know, that next tier down, you do whatever you do. I just, I just wish we could get there. That, that's my big thing. Is I think all the other stuff gets figured out once we get to that point. But again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not in uh, some of these rooms, so I don't know how long it is going to take to actually get there. Yeah, I'm an East Coast kid with West Coast bias because I went to UC Santa Barbara, and it hurts my heart that the Pac-12 got vaporized like Alderaan in well, Star Wars. I mean, it hurts. Like, we need those programs out there playing late at night for me and other guys on the East Coast to enjoy once the wife and kids go to bed. Yeah, well, just make sure you uh, don't, when you pause your DVR, make sure you fast forward <laughs> back to the appropriate time. But yes. no, uh, so no, man, I, I agreed. And, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, think about just Oregon State. Like, they won 10 games last year, nine games this year. Their head coach was an Oregon State alum, and he's like, I got to get out of here. I got to bail on this. And so, you know, I mean, it's just – it was really sad. And I think, listen, so George Klyovkov, who is the Pac-12 commissioner, was at the Washington game on Monday night, I guess it was, and he did make a comment about, like, we were trending in the right direction. Some of these schools just got too impatient. Yeah. And I don't think that that was the right thing to say in that moment. But it is that's the saddest part is what it had been the last seven, eight years. It felt like Washington finally has the right guy. Oregon finally has the right guy that wants to stay, sees the value of it. Utah is trending in the right direction. We can like or dislike Dion, but he creates revenue and interest. And it's like, you know, I, I still think it's so crazy. The TV contract expired at the end of 24, the end of this coming school year. It's like if that TV contract expired in 25, I think you weirdly have – TV networks lining up for this product as opposed to what it's become. So it's sad. You know, I think it's going to obviously make for some really compelling football in the Big Ten. I'll say this, too, really quick. I know I'm going a lot of different directions, especially if Harbaugh leaves. With the state of where Ohio State is right now and Penn State can't really get over the hump, like I think Oregon and Washington can step into that league tomorrow and compete. So I think it might be a wake-up call for some of those Big Ten schools of it sounds great on paper. You add all these teams, you get all this money. It's like those teams are coming to win games, and Oregon certainly or Washington after last night, but Oregon as well. And I even think USC to a degree 
they're going to win a lot of games. I think they're going to ruffle some feathers when they get there. Yeah, well, my station is the flagship of the Wisconsin Badgers, and I have said to many of my Badger friends and colleagues, there's some rough dudes coming in the neighborhood. Like, you may excite, mm-hmm. be excited mm-hmm. for the glitz and the glamour of these guys, but, I mean, watch their games. <laughs> they play at a level yeah. that many teams in the uh, beloved and archaic Big Ten West are going to have a real trouble with until they step up their game. Yeah, all I was going to say was, you know, on paper, expansion is awesome, but I still go back to when Texas and Oklahoma announced, or it was reported that they were coming to the SEC, and I said, it's great. Like, if you're an Arkansas fan, if you're a Missouri fan, if you're a Kentucky fan in football, like, why are you excited about that? Like, it's just makes it one step harder, and it's the same for an Illinois football fan. For even Iowa, as good as they've been, we know what the limitations have been of that program. So I just, you know, it's cool. It'll, You know, like, it'll be cool the first time that Ohio State goes to Washington on a Saturday night and the world is watching. But it's going to come at the expense of other teams and even some of the teams that are, are either there now or coming. The path is going to be harder for not only Penn State, Ohio State, whoever – it's also going to be harder for USC, whatever. So it's just going to be an interesting – I think it's going to be an interesting 12 months. If we do this in, uh, you know, January 1 of 2025, I'll be curious what we think of the first season of kind of essentially the AFC-NFC in uh, in college football. All right, I got a bundle of final drive, play clock-driven uh, questions, 30 seconds okay. or less. So here we go. Connor Stallions. I'm like was, Michigan. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like Michigan. I'm a little bad on special teams, but continue. I'll try okay. to be as brief as I can. Play clock, 30 seconds or less on each of these. Connor Stallions was apparently at the game and behind the Michigan bench in the stands. Is this controversy going to end up with a fizzle instead of a bang? It should. He's a fan. He's allowed to go. We knew he was a Michigan super fan. I don't like his buddy who's a former player. You know, like, don't tag him. Just let the man live. So, no, I don't think it should be a scandal. I don't think it will be, no. Okay. Uh, Rank him. No criteria. No criteria. This is an open ranking. Georgia, number one. Sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Joel Klatt. Joel Klatt, Kirk Herbstreet, Paul Feinbaum, Pat McAfee. Rank him. No criteria. Well, I work for Fox, so I'll I'll plead the fifth on this. I'll say this. I, I have a few years ago worked with Joel. Um, that guy puts it – that guy, one, loves college football as much as anybody. And I think he's the best, by the way, so I don't, I don't really feel that guilty saying it. Uh, I think he's the best, and the work that he puts in, the detail, the passion that he has for the sport, but also just the work that he puts in. I mean, he treats it like – Oh, yeah. Well, you know, me and Manning preparing for a Super Bowl every single week. All four of them. I believe love the game, feel the game, and have contributions to the game, but they're four different styles. Big time. Hunter, one thing I will say that is cool as a dog lover, I had to come out on the porch to do this interview because my dog was barking in my face. I, it was cool seeing Kirk Herbstreet with the dog on the sideline at the Rose Bowl yesterday. So uh, the dog travels with them to all the games, and uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, Benny Benny has been the breakout star to me of college football yeah. 2023. I, 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 all, the, all the golden retriever shots Screw of him Michael walking Penix. around, rubbing himself on the grass. You know? know, It was like, oh, I love it. It's so good. Okay, um, should the Rose Bowl be the permanent championship site? You live real close. What do you say? Be great for me. Um, it's one of those, the economics, I just don't ever see it happening. I mean, can you imagine Jerry Jones knowing how much he will make off a national championship and saying, oh, this never comes to Jerry World. This never comes to SoFi Stadium. This never comes to New Orleans, whatever. Uh, I think in a perfect world, it'd be cool. I don't. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think you'd also have to play the game during the daylight because that's when the Rose Bowl that's really true. shines. And they're not going to play the national championship game. That was the other thing, game. yeah. Yeah, that's an afternoon At spot. two in the afternoon, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, should there be a limit to uniform alts and throwbacks in college? No. No. Uniforms Unlimited. are – you do it for the kids. What I always say is there are things that college kids do that we as adults don't have to understand. Just let them have fun. If they want to drink Keystone Light doesn't mean that I'm going to drink Keystone Light. Let them have their fun. Let the kids have 30 different uniforms. If you want to storm the court, I'm not going to get mad. Um, let college kids do college kids stuff and – I have no problem with it. Now, I will say, and I know this is 30 seconds, there are certain schools that should be on the no-alt list. Alabama, those crimson and white uniforms just popped yesterday. Um, 
you know, whatever. Penn whatever. State, I think, voluntarily them. does yeah. the no alts. But one of these days, one of these days, they're gonna they're gonna pop a screw loose. Dumber college football rule: the one foot in bounds on receptions, or you can't get up after falling down with the football. Um. I don't think either is dumb, but I'm more of a college really? football guy. You I like say, the fact you can't get up after falling down. I mean, you, if your knee touches the ground, then you're down. That's that, just that's, that's how a I college see rule. It. But yeah, it is. It is funny the difference between people who come up on college and come up on on the pros. Because I got into like a drag them out, not quite screaming match, but with an NBA guy about the advancing the basketball oh, with whatever it is. With the and he's timeout like, well, to have court. And he j- it, yeah, in the NBA. And he just like he just said it in passing as if like it was the most obvious thing in the world. I said, Well, that's the stupidest rule in sports. He's like, What do you mean it's the stupidest rule? I'm like, it's it's just stupid. It right. makes no sense. It's and arbitrary. He's like, well, it makes it he's like, it makes it so much more entertaining. I'm like, Yeah, and it would be entertaining to end baseball games bringing out a metal bat and having a home run derby. It doesn't mean that we should do it. Right. And he was just like flaw- he just like it wasn't like an angry thing. I think he was just he, genuinely he had never thought of it. Loved it. As an arbitrary thing, the league itself cooked up to make for closer, tighter, more exciting finishes. It's like the two-minute exactly. warning in the NFL. There's no two-minute warning in college. You don't need a two-minute warning. The clock is up there. Everyone sees. It was to put commercials in for the pros. So there's a difference. Uh, if I offered you Colorado stock, Aaron, but you had to hold it for five more years, would you buy I mean, the, the stock is pretty low right now, so probably. I mean, I, what I'll say is I'm a little bit more of a believer in Dion than others. This is a big year, though, because if you look at Jackson State, year one was the COVID year, weird season. He goes four and three. Then he goes 11 and two. And so I don't think he, I don't think he's going to go 11 and two, but a couple things. I think he's going to an easier conference next year. The team is going to be better. And for all the flack that he got, they played a lot of close games. Like Arizona won 10 games and they needed a walk-off field goal to beat Colorado. Utah won by six. So I don't think it's that crazy to go from four and eight to like seven and five, eight and four. Um, but are you going to continue to build on that? And then I don't know that I believe that he's leaving when his sons leave, but I also don't think it's completely out of question either. So I buy some stock just cause it's pretty cheap right now. Okay. Um, but I'd be ready to dump it, you know, or just take the loss if, if it is what it it's is. It's a five-year hold. We'll see what happens. What happens to Bama someday when the dictator finally retires? It's going to be interesting um, because, you know, I think it's the cliche of does anybody want to replace him? Um, but it is a great job. I, I mean, you know, but I also think there are a couple people that I think would take that on. You know, the, the big talk in Tuscaloosa is that Lane Kiffin wants the job. Not just that, that is he a candidate? Like he wants to be the guy to replace Nick Saban. He was obviously the offensive coordinator there. I still like Lanning, you know, is, is, is Auburn or is uh, Auburn is Oregon Lanning's final stop. I don't know what would get him out of there, but it's, it's, it's hard to recruit there. I mean, they have the money, but it's just hard. It's the portal world, but it's hard to get repairs there consistently to the level of a Georgia and Alabama, Florida, LSU, whatever. So I don't think it's Lanning's last stop. And then Kiffin's the the other one that it feels like he seems to want that challenge. That's what Bama that's what Bama people say. Who knows what the truth is? Right. But if it's you know, All right. I don't know. All it's right. gonna be a tough job. Two, more, two more real quick. Are edible mascots the wave of the future? <laughs> um no, but I think that the Pop Tarts Bowl has it right. He's whining about these bowl games. Embrace it for what it is. It's a fun exhibition. And if Johnny Smith wants to opt out as a quarterback, that's okay. Right. Have a freaking edible mascot. Drop mayo on people. Uh, throw uh, uh, Pop-Tarts at people. Whatever. Like, they're supposed to be exhibitions. They're supposed to be fun. We have the championship rounds. We don't need every game. Like, we don't need everything to be everything. And the Pop-Tarts Bowl is not the Rose Bowl. That's okay. Yeah. Have fun with it. Embrace it. I know I'm going over 30 seconds, but I said this on my show. I said I watched Elf 30,000 times during Christmas season. It didn't win any Academy Awards. Doesn't mean it wasn't entertaining. Okay? Right. It wasn't Casablanca. The world went on. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Continue. I'm sorry. I'm going over my 30 seconds. Mr. Pop-Tart was great. Mr. Cheese-It was great. And then somebody put a picture out of Bevo and said, look, another edible mascot. 
That's it. That is chef's kiss right there. I did there. not see that one. Okay, last one. If you, Aaron Torres, were a five-star and could play anywhere, where would you go and why? Um, I mean, I would say Michigan because I've always loved Harbaugh, but I, I, you know, I think he's going to be in, in the NFL in three weeks. Wow. So I would commit to Michigan, but I wouldn't sign the letter of intent probably. Okay. And your safe school, your backup school? Um, I've always, you know, I always wanted to go to Florida, but I also grew up in the, you know, like I was choosing colleges and like the Joe Kim Noah era, whatever. So Florida's always appealed to me. LSU seems like a really fun place. I've actually yeah. driven through Baton Rouge. I've never spent much time on campus. So I think maybe LSU. They, they feel they're just different down there. You know, it's like some of these SEC fan bases, they all run together. LSU is just a different beast altogether. Yeah. Best marketing campaign ever was the SEC where it said it just means more. It just means more. Oh, yeah. Classic saying. All right, Aaron, always a pleasure. Fox Sports Radio and, of course, your podcast, the Aaron Torres Podcast. Great to talk to you again, my friend, and we'll chat down the road. Zabes, thank you so much, man. Happy holidays. I appreciate you having me. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Let's end on this. I think I need to retire my phrase, the Harvard of the West. Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard University, or chancellor, I don't know what her title is, the big boss there, resigned finally after weeks and weeks of being attacked on all sides for a variety of things. Not just her testimony in front of Congress regarding Hamas and Israel and the atrocious attacks on Israel and the war that's going on but also because people started digging into her actual academic record. Never good when it turns out that, well, you're kind of a fraud. She apparently plagiarized at least six different authors. Many in the media went to work trying to cover for her, saying it was not so much plagiarism, it was duplicative language. (laughs) I mean, some of these... Examples were very hackneyed cut and paste jobs where it's like, hey, I think I wrote that. She apparently only wrote 11 papers, which is virtually nothing in academia. And almost all of them, of course, were on race. Great glasses game, though. I mean, yes, indeed. Of course, she had that black superpower that the elite left-wing institutions love. So she fit the bill. In fact, 600 plus professors signed a letter backing her, even when all this stuff started coming out. She was in the end, essentially a total fraud, but she was a fraud agreed upon. She was a fraud that the groups that run in those circles could really believe in and made them feel good because feeling good is paramount.
Now, personally, I don't give a shit who is the president, chancellor, head of Harvard, or any other elite, quote unquote, elite East Coast academic institution. That's for them. And it's not going to change how they currently think at Harvard or the other 600 plus professors who were so eager to sign their name to defend her. They'll get somebody else who's just the same or possibly even worse. Just look at what happened with the mayor's election in Chicago. That said, I have a buddy who went to Harvard, and I won't say who it is, and he's embarrassed by all this. He's pissed off about this, but what can he do? What's he going to do? Withhold his donations to Harvard? Even though he's done quite well for himself in commercial real estate, it ain't going to affect anything. He doesn't brag about going there either. He's very humble in that regard. He'll tell you if you dig in and say, where'd you go to school? And he'll say Harvard. But he doesn't want to have to mumble it either. So I'm sure this is a slight headache off of his brain. But my phrase, though, might have to be retired. The quote Harvard of the West. My alma mater, UC Santa Barbara, does not deserve to be lumped in with such a degraded institution as Harvard now. <laughs> Spit it out of your mouth. After all, Harvard, excuse me, UC Santa Barbara. Maybe I'll call Harvard the UC Santa Barbara of the Northeast. Ha <laughs> There. Ding. Nailed it. UC Santa Barbara does boast six Nobel Prize winners in chemistry, physics, economics, and other fields as current professors. I never had a Nobel Prize winner when I was there circa 1987 through 1991. Four solid years plus a summer semester at the end because I looked at the transcript. I was like, oh, shit. I am two credits shy of actually graduating. Luckily, they let me get on stage because the parents had already bought plane tickets and made arrangements to come on out and see me graduate from the Harvard of the West. I mean, excuse me, the, uh, uh, well, I have to call it something else now. But yeah, that, that summer was great. I was like, all right, two credits. That's all I need, two credits. Let me pick the easiest course. And I picked, I forget even what I studied. I probably should look up my transcript to see what I took that summer. Stuck around for one more summer to get two more credits and lived with Aaron Heifetz and Scott Lawrence and played Nintendo hockey for hours and hours at a time. It was a great time. Forbes magazine, which showcased 500 of the finest U.S. institutions of higher education, in their 2023 America's Top Colleges list, ranked UC Santa Barbara as the, wait, what? Number five public university in the country? Yes. Of course, saying something is the Harvard of the dot, 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 which I don't know if anyone else does. That was just my running joke. Is kind of like saying something is the Cadillac of. And I looked this up. During the 20th century, Cadillacs were so highly thought of that the phrase, the Cadillac of X, was coined, meaning that something was of excellent quality and better than everything else in this category. The company, though, writes Wikipedia as one of the oldest car companies. It was founded in 1902, but by the 50s and the 60s, it had become famous for making high-quality and luxurious cars, often setting the standard for automotive styling. However, Cadillac had largely declined by the 1980s and lost much of its market to other companies. Since the early 2000s, Cadillac has regained some of its lost reputation. However, it is not the same company it once was. I actually test drove a Cadillac once. It was a Cadillac CTS circa 2006, I want to say, because I was like, I'd like a nice sports sedan. I'm reading the reviews, Cadillac CTS. Okay, let's go give it a ride. It was heavy. It handled sloppy. It was rear-wheel drive, so it was not going to be good. Well, of course, most sports sedans are rear but it was rear-wheel drive. It was piggishly heavy, didn't handle very well, and got shitty gas mileage. 
and wasn't necessarily even that fast in its category. So that was a one and done. I was like, yeah, nah, I don't think so. I do like the phrase, though, the Cadillac of. I will often say to people, homeowners, property owners, I'll say, oh, you want a good evergreen? Let me tell you, Japanese cryptomeria, that's the way to go. The Cadillac of evergreens. This because of their towering size, rich and interesting foliage, and just general superiority to other junk species like the Leland Cypress uh, or the, uh, what is the other junk evergreen that everyone has in their yards in suburbia? Either way, file that one away. Japanese cryptomeria, the Cadillac of evergreens. So an exit question for you guys to send me feedback, if you so choose, at zabe at yahoo.com. Do you use the phrase, the Cadillac of, and what do you use it with? And do you have a new moniker for my alma mater? Other than just reversing the tables and making sure to call Harvard whenever they are in the news, the UC Santa Barbara of the Northeast. But do not do not cry for Claudine Gay. She's going to be all right. She's got the right friends in the right places, and she's got the right glasses. She'll be fine. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much for downloading and being a loyal Zabecast listener. Tell a friend, rate and review. Tickle the algorithmic gods so they bless our fertile crops. And I thank you again for listening. Have a great Wednesday and we will see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.